coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast. Our front nine includes our review of Tiger and Charlie Woods. That's right. Baby Tiger out on the course, 14 years young, but bombing it. We're talking golf on TV, looking like Nat Geo and an interesting broadcast headline from the game as well. Plus all sorts of holiday magic, holiday festivities, holiday music talk, conversations, and a couple of fun tuned in reviews on Wonka and the Eras Tour. This week's featured guest, a couple of brothers that were recently on Wheel of Fortune who are also living out the Tin Cup dream. That's right. They own their own driving range out here in Central Texas. I went and visited it, and we have a full conversation with them coming your way. And when we always end with food, we're talking holiday meal plans and more. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. Happy holidays from the team at Desert Fox Golf as well, too. Excited to see what they produce for their final holiday sales. I know they were going after it with all of their Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and holiday deals. And the deals are always great because they have really great golf accessories at a really awesome price point. And not only are they great for holiday gifts at any time of the year, but they're also really great for large-scale golf events as well. So if you're hosting a golf event, DM us at COL Podcast and just tell us a little bit about the event or the tournament you're playing in and tell us why they should have Desert Fox gear there. We'll take care of the rest from there and you could get a cash referral just for sending that event our way. That's right. We're helping Desert Fox Golf out, get their products out to everyone, and we're helping you be stocked with the greatest accessories in the game, courtesy of Desert Fox Golf. interwebs and welcome to course of life we are proud to be presented by our friends at desert fox golf and the live take app i'm michael he's alex and alex uh it's it's we're inside the red zone we're within 50 yards of the green if the green and the cup is christmas we are within striking distance it's time to make the choice of whether you're going with the putter because you've done all your shopping and you can take it smart or whether you need to go for gold with a flop shot and uh, try to try to make make it in the cup right now. So that's good analogy that's for the golfers yeah. and the Christmas lovers out there. I would say I'm probably about 35 feet pin high. I've, I've got a kind of a decently difficult two putt, but I've made many of those before. So I'm okay. I'm pretty much covered. You know, I also have the pleasure of having a wife of mine who has a birthday on the day after Christmas. So mm, I'm just, right. it's basically just a potpourri of gifts. I'm rolling out the red carpet all week uh, for members of my family as well. But it's going to be good to be back in, uh, in Boston with the family. So since since your wife has a birthday on the, on the 26th, the day after. So my question is then, do you have like we set up a budget, you know, we budget for birthdays and, and Christmas. So do you ever roll that budget all together and give her one giant gift? Do you give her gifts for each day? Or are you like, look, you have me. That's enough of a gift. I wish it was number three. That'd be amazing if it was. <laughs> but it's a, it's a fusion of one and two. A soft budget, but I basically treat it like a three-day music festival. So so I mm. roll out a nice gift on the 24th. I roll out a nice one on the 25th. And then I back it up with a really nice one on the 26th, just to emphasize that the birthday's there. That, that, that's the game plan. It seems to work well in recent years. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes this year. All right. We'll see. Uh, this weekend, though, let's talk about Tiger Woods back out on the golf course. He was hitting the ball, but let's face it, he sucked compared to Charlie. 
He was just atrocious. <laughs> yes. Charlie was just like, don't worry, dad. All, I got this. They didn't win because, of course, the Longers won. But Tiger and Charlie were really just all the Charlie show. And shout out to you for predicting Team Longer getting the win. Yeah. That's the fifth time Bernard Longer's won that event with different yeah. kids now, too. He's just running Let's up the tally Let's rename there. this the, the Bernard Longer PNC Championship. It basically is. But yeah, T- Tiger and Charlie finished fifth overall. And you're right. It's amazing how good Charlie has gotten in the last year. We saw the developments in the last few years of this event, but I think this was the biggest leap in that past year. He'd won the state championship as a freshman uh, with his high school team. He's 14, but he looks older. He's beefed up. He's taller. He's stronger. He is absolutely ripping drives, Mike. He was driving par fours with regularity. They were about 310, 320 yards out. Actual par fours. The recoil was going. He was waving goodbye at bomb tee shots. I mean, the swagger was just through the roof for 14-year-old Charlie Woods this past week. I mean, it's just... It's just- it's almost disgusting how how good he has gotten. Uh, the question is, I mean, does he have to go through Q school and everything, or the the PGA right, tour just right, kind of yeah, like yeah. go ahead? <laughs> Tiger's going to caddy for you. Yeah, yeah, come, come, play, please. Dad, can you hand me some of your exemptions? I'm about to go pro in a few years. How's that? Sound? I, I mean, that's the question here. Is at what point, what age does Charlie hit the PGA tour courses, and is Tiger on the bag for him? I'm telling you what. Think about it this way: Jordan Spieth made a debut at 16. Justin Thomas around the same age. I bet you tournaments are already approaching the family and I bet you Tiger's not letting it happen quite yet. I think we're going to wait for for when he's a little more fully developed because Tiger knows best exactly when that moment's right. But that will happen in the next few years. Mark my words, Charlie Woods will play PGA Tour event before he's 18. Mark, Mark, I don't know how soon it's going to be, but it will happen before then. Will Will it be the Genesis? Because that's Tiger's event. I mean, it's fitting. Hey, my, my, a year or two from now, if the, if the back or the legs are acting up again, uh, I'm, I'm not going to play this week, but I have a perfect replacement in the field. <laughs> but Tiger did say, though, that he planned his goal is to play one event a month yeah. on the PGA Tour and that he thinks he can win. How? I'm I'm just going to I know what you're going to say to me, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. How realistic is that expectation? No, it it, it definitely is a little unrealistic. I, I think okay. I would shoot for one every 60 days more conservatively. I, I really again, I really think it's a win if he's able to play in a handful of events each year going in and out the, between the Genesis and the majors, essentially Genesis majors, father, son, hero fill in one or two more if the opportunity presents itself. That That is more than a full schedule for him with everything he's gone through in the last few years. So a little unrealistic to, to say once a month, but once every 60 days, we could lock that in for 2023. And, you know, I think if Tiger wants to win again and take the record, because right now the record is tied for most wins on tour, he needs to be playing in like, the John Deere classic. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, we got to start cherry picking your saying. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. He's got to go for what he knows he can win. <laughs> Love that. So PNC championship in the book team longer again with that fifth win. Uh, the DP world tour is having another one of these uh, Nat Geo. Uh, let's do a photo shoot because it's so beautiful. Oh, and we're playing golf at the same time. Basically. Yeah. And uh, uh, do, they're in Mauritius. Hey, do, do you, what, what's your knowledge level in Mauritius as a country, an Island country? I'll be that. I'm assuming it's somewhere in the European or African part of the world. Yeah, way down there off the coast of South Africa. And it is stunning. There are some highlights all over the DP World Tour social media feed. And this is just a message for everyone out there, regardless of if you even like golf or not. If you just want to wake up in the morning 
and just have nice, calm, tranquil sounds of nature and just beautiful vibes. The DP World Tour is something you need to get in your life. It's I call it the most scenic golf in the world. Uh, so just had to highlight that. Uh, another nice weekend. And they play right through the holidays too, Mike. They got tournaments all yeah. around the year. So always nice to wake up with the DP World Tour. Yeah, just just doing a quick Google search for pictures. Uh, gorgeous. Just stunning. incredible. Just stunning. Tiny little oh island God. country, Mauritius. If you haven't Googled it by now, take a look. It's beautiful. Down there, down there east of Madagascar. Yeah. In case you're, you know, for all you... You people who don't know where that is. And if you know where Madagascar is, but you don't know where Mauritius is, then. Very cool little pocket of the world. Maybe we get there one day, Mike. Maybe. 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 Uh, Hey, let's talk about Kevin Kisner. You know Kevin Kisner. We like him. Ain't no hobby. Mr. Ain't no No. hobby. That's his nickname. Uh, He's going to be on the telly for NBC for the Century and the Waste Management Phoenix as an analyst. What do we think of Kevin Kisner going to the television? Uh, He curses a lot. So they're going to have to have that (laughs) delay ready to go. Yeah, that's my first. He's going to be on a fourteen-second delay. Just yeah, so double, double seven-second. Yeah. Can can we do that? Yeah. I think we're going to have to. But yeah, he's going to be on the call for the Century and the Waste Management Phoenix. He's he's a very popular golf personality on social. Sadly, the game's just been falling off in the last couple of years. So <laughs> I think he's kind of looking ahead to maybe career number two if the tour card doesn't resurrect itself properly in the next uh, six to twelve months. So yeah, it'll be interesting to hear him in the booth. It's a provocative pick. It's a useful pick for NBC, so I appreciate them doing that, and it, it should bring a little bit more flair to the broadcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how he does there. I think it's, you know, we need fresh voices out there, and Max Homa is in the prime of his career, so we're not going to get him. And we only Phil get him on never, Twitter. Unfortunately, yeah. he's too busy playing still. Yeah. So and we're never going to get Phil ever now, so, and that's probably a good thing. He'd probably be betting while he's, you know, commentating on everything, yeah. so. Oh, speaking of betting and golfing, great, great yeah. uh, segue there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, unintentional, I should say. Uh, You you played golf, you ate barbecue tacos, and then you won money, right? You won money gambling in Texas on Vegas slots. Yeah, isn't that great? What a world, (laughs) right? I mean, it's 2023 and things are happening fast in this world. Uh, Yeah, Lago Visto, Texas vlog is up on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. Not only do we post our our full episodes there, but at least once every week or so, I'm going to get a video up there of my adventures and... Got a really cool lakeside golf experience and did win. I'll, I'll let you watch the video to find out how much, but there were jackpots. Let's just put it that way. So uh, check that out on the YouTube. And then this week, I'm going to do just a nice, fun little year-ender, some nice Christmas lights from here in Texas, some really cool spots uh, to check out for the holidays. And definitely a happy holidays. Cheers uh, to our YouTube channel as well. Since it is the holidays, that means we have to talk music. Because yes. it's that time of year when people are, I don't, I don't know why we're avoiding Wham again. I, I like Wham at the holidays. Oh, yeah, that's a banger. I, I mean, and, and, yeah. and that's what I wanted to get to, Mike. So first off, is that one of your all-time favorites? What, what are your all-time favorites when you think Christmas music? I, Just all-time, I would say right that is especially current favorite, current uh, pop favorites. You, you got to do that. You got to do Mariah Carey. Yep. Um, and, and then I am going to go back to classics. I'm going to yep. do like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Yep. Um, I'm going to put some Manaheim Steamroller in there. Cause, cause you got to, Oh, nice um, picks there. Okay. So, yeah. so let's get into the billboard hot 100 top 10 right mm. now. You know, I love this. This is a niche little thing. I love following the radio and the music charts, but they get flipped upside down for a few weeks a year. 
because yeah. everyone switches to play Christmas music and all of a sudden Christmas songs that are not on the charts for 11 months find their way back to the top of them. Big, you is already Bing mentioned Crosby charting every year around this time of year. You already mentioned the top two. Brenda yeah. Lee, Mike, 65 years later, mm-hmm. rocking around yep. the Christmas tree, the number one song in the country as it has been for a couple of weeks now. Love you it. already mentioned Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. That's number yep. two. Name some other classics. What else do you think is in the top 10? You already <sighs> named one as well, one other as do, well. Do we have White Christmas in there? Do we have Bing Crosby anywhere in he here? He hasn't cracked the top 10. I will say, I'll give mm. you the third one you already mentioned. Wham! Last Christmas is at number yes. four right now in the country. Okay. Any, uh, any more thoughts we, before I reveal the rest is, of the top 10? Do we have Sinatra or Dean Martin in there? Great anywhere? call, great call, great call. I like that. I did see Sinatra. Where is he? Oh, uh, Sinatra is there. Yep. Uh, for Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Dean mm-hmm. Martin, Let It Snow. Uh, Sinatra's there as well. Uh, Burl Ives, Holly Jolly yes. Christmas. Another classic yes. on there. Jingle then, Bell uh, Rock, Bobby Holmes, also in the yep. top 10. Yep. And uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the other one. And I'll I, see I if you can, can pull it out here before uh, I reveal. There's one more. I, I'm going to dig into my phone and see if I can remember uh, while I'm pulling it up, but I, I can't at the moment. So I'm going to let you. It's a classic that they used to use on the bowl season advertisements on ESPN. Andy Williams. It's the yes. most wonderful time of the year. Also Thank cracking you. the top 10. So just just fun to see the Christmas classics making their way back up to the top of the charts. Yes, indeed. It is that time. It also means it's family movie time because, you know, you get that during the time of the year. And we actually went out and saw Wonka this weekend. Alex. Oh, nice. OK. Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, a prequel to okay, everyone's favorite uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, that, that we all know and love. And, you know, I, I have to say that this was really quite good. I really liked this version um, and it felt like it really recaptured some of that magic. But I got some Gene Wilder vibes. Chalamet really kind of channeled Gene Wilder in nice. this. And I and I like that they didn't try to explain everything like they do in prequels. We we kind of just took we took Willy Wonka and went, okay, we're gonna have him start his chocolate factory. And we didn't care about where the Oompa Loompas really came from or why they're there, or is he a magician? Is how is he able to put all this stuff in his chocolate? We don't care about that. It doesn't matter. We're just in that universe and we got to enjoy it. And I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, and and I would encourage everyone to go see it. Forget Johnny Depp. That was a piece of shit. This was really good. <laughs> I appreciate them not uh, feeling the need to over-explain context. Yes. I like the way you said that. Yes. Uh, Very that well was put. That was really refreshing. So quite good. Wonka. Timothy okay, Chalamet. Wonka, holiday winner. If you're home with the family, go in the movies. Yes. Love that. Good stuff. Uh, my review, it was a movie at home. I missed I wasn't spending a thousand dollars a ticket to see Tara Taylor Swift on the Arrows Tour Live. I didn't find the time to spend twenty something dollars a ticket to see it in theaters. But for sixteen dollars, Mike, I brought the Arrows Tour into my home last weekend. I gotta say, Mike. That definitely worth it. I'm a, I'm a casual Swifty, but a really, really well done production. Just overall highlighting an LA show specifically at SoFi Stadium uh, with an amazing energy. It was really cool to walk through the eras. They all kind of re- represent a different time in our lives as well, too, seeing as how long Taylor Swift's now been around. And you could feel the power of just how big she is in the world of music and, and beyond. So definitely going with another four to five stars for for the Eras tour. And I'm, I'm, I'm highly recommending it if you haven't already gotten to see the live show of the movie yet. 
I think Taylor Swift had to make like a billion dollars off of this era's tour because all the money from the ticket sales and all right. the shows and then the movie hit in theaters and now on streaming. And, and I think the rental cost too. there's like additional footage. So you're trying to get everyone to then rent it, even though you saw it in theater. Yeah, there's new footage in it. So, I mean, this is just a cash printing machine. She actually just kind of paved here. like a new way to to like release music, honestly, it, it really is. It's like it's an all-encompassing release of music that that doesn't just end at concerts. It yeah. continues with telling the story of the concert, and I think there's a lot more. You're you're going to start to see many more artists. Beyonce's kind of already fall along the same line and copying, but you're going to see many more artists try and replicate this same mold and just grab a, an ounce of the success Taylor Swift's had with the Eras Tour this year. Speaking of success and the holidays, we have to talk about R.B. Who everyone is probably going, who's RB? But if you watch Matt Schur or listen to him out in Boston or you follow him on Instagram. Yeah, Reporter Matt on Instagram. Reporter Matt. Great guy, past guest as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, did this great. He he goes and he finds people in Boston, talks to them. He I, I don't know, you know, his his ability to just find regular people. And he found this singer who is in lives on the streets of Boston and was able to tell her story and then just make her day beyond compare. Yeah, essentially she told RB's story um, and her background in music as well too and showed off her vocal talents, which were amazing. And it led to all sorts of opportunities, people and the internet and the, wor- and the world. And as I like to say, restoring faith in good humanity one step yeah. at a time. People actually acted and donated to her cause. She was then gifted in a follow-up video, an unbelievable sum of money uh, to make her dreams come true. She was brought into a recording studio to record that song, Mike, that she wrote with a Sharpie on a piece of cardboard that she was sleeping on on the streets of Boston. How's that for perspective in a sentence right there? Um, And it was really, really awesome what Matt did, not only to tell the story, but to give RB this this amazing moment for the holidays where she also got to reunite with her daughter as well. Yes, tear-jerking moments for sure. Um, Just crazy what what he was able to put together there for the holidays. So yes, faith Uh, in humanity restored. Again, everyone go watch those videos as soon as you're done with this podcast at Reporter Matt on Instagram. We'll have Matt back on maybe in 2024 because he's just tells an endless amount of really great stories uh, in the Boston area. And he's just a fun follow. Again, it was just a a great moment to see uh, play out on social media this week. All right, let's get to the turn. And this week's guests, plural. Yes, two of them. Uh, and, and I just need to stop for a moment because the, the name of this place is Dripping Springs. That's right, baby. <laughs> Dripping Springs, Texas. Little uh, hill country suburb about 20 miles southwest of Austin, about a 30, 40 minute drive out from where I am. And uh, it's a beautiful little spot out there, Mike. It's when you exit Austin city limits proper and you get out into the real Texas. That's where that's where we were. And I, and I found... These two brothers, uh, because they were playing Wheel of Fortune, Mike. My dad was just eating his dinner, minding his own business, and he texted me and says, these two guys from Dripping Springs own a driving range on Wheel of Fortune, and here we are now talking to him. Stephen and Doug Bradford, you talk to them about their driving range and everything else, uh, and we'll get to that conversation with them in just a second. But first, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. This is where sports debates are solved once and for all, and we continue to talk about it because we continue to post there. You can get additional content from us there and tell us whether you agree or disagree with our hot takes that we drop there are five minute live takes where we publicly debate 
some sort of sport topic going on in the world, like what we just did this last week about which PGA Tour superstar is going to jump to live yes, golf that's next. Right. And uh, right now, it seems like the people who agree with you that it's going to be Colin Morikawa. Um, but I, I still don't think it'll be Morikawa. I don't think it'll be Cantley, who's who I said, but I don't think it's going to be Morikawa. Let's just put yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see way. how that plays out. But regardless, we're hitting on golf topics, current events, pop culture, sports, and everything on the Live Take app. Uh, so be sure to check us out and follow us there at COL Podcast Alex and at COL Podcast Michael. That's right. Live Take. Download it in your app store today. Live Take. Let your take be heard. All right, next up on the tee, we're live at Dripping Springs Country Club with the owners of the facility. I actually first spotted them on Wheel of Fortune, funny enough, and now we're here at their property checking out the facility. Steven and Jug joining us here on the Course of Life. Uh, boys, how are we doing today? Doing excellent. How are you, sir? Awesome. Awesome. It's great to have both of you on. So just to give people a picture of where we are, we're just outside Austin, Texas. We're off Highway 290, about 45 minutes from downtown Austin. Um, but explain to me, Stephen and Doug, the, the history and the background of this property and location. Yes, sir. So Doug and I have lived in Dripping Springs for roughly about 15 years. And uh, we've always driven by this place. And we've been coming. We, we came here most of the time just with our little children when they were growing up. Yeah. And it was, it was a driving range most of that time. But it kind of went downhill just a tad. And... Um, we had the chance to uh, to actually acquire the property in August of 2020. So we decided to grab it at that point, and uh, we've been doing renovations on it ever since then. And uh, we've got some some awesome top tracer screens and just a just a range that everyone in Dripping Springs can come enjoy. This is a place for the neighborhood, the town, but also golfers just looking for kind of a unique driving range experience as well. And uh, Doug, I'm curious, tell me a little bit about um, just the background on the timing of getting this property a few years ago. It's kind of right during COVID, but also golf was having a bit of a renaissance moment at the time. Do you just explain kind of what went into that, that time frame for you guys? Yes. The, the biggest thing for us is when we were coming and we found that there's nowhere around here to play golf. I mean, maybe 20 mile radius, you can go hit a ball. We're like, this has to happen close by and it needs to have beer and it needs to have food yes. <laughs> so we can have a blast. And and that's that's kind of what happened. And and Stephen's wife, Caroline, she's like the, the brain of it all. Stephen and I, we were here weed eating and mowing and we're just the work. We're, we're just the work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's and and you know, my wife, she she works at the cash register. She's a champ. I it's, love it. It's a true family a true, business. True, true family business. <laughs> and we, you know, we have to stop ourselves from coming out here because you know, we have we have real jobs, you yeah. know, outside <laughs> of this. And we're like, oh my God, I love to play so much. We have the top tracer screens. You can play 15 different courses and approach challenge and long drive challenge and um, it's kind of hard for us to stay away and keep our friends away. Definitely, yeah. So I'm curious. It sounds like this, there was some a, a bit of support there from the spouses and the family members. What was the, the first reaction when you told them that you were actually undertaking it and, and taking care of the facility now? Well, I, I mean, so I always wanted the facility. It took a while to convince my wife that this was a good idea. Um, we we owned a little wedding venue right down the road. Yep. And, then, and then right after that, we, we kind of got out of that business and I was like, Caroline, we need to do this. It's a great idea. And she was like, great idea. You know, a driving range. She's like, you can't go. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. 
So, uh, but no, I mean, after that, we kind of talk, started talking about it a little bit more and we kind of got her in, you know, a little bit more in tune to the idea of having a driving range out here. And I think once, once we started mowing, started weeding, started getting it looking, you know, the way that it should look, she definitely got excited about it at that point. And I mean, it's just been, it's been a fun and amazing experience ever since we've had it just because we, we, we've hired quite a few people from Dripping Springs and then we let the school come out here and play oh, nice. and practice okay. and those type of things. So we're trying to be just community oriented as possible. And I mean, it's just, it's been a fun family thing and community thing and at the same time. Back. Yeah. Working the counter, right? He's a, he's a high school golfer. Yeah. It's awesome. Very cool. Doug, I'm curious about that. You mentioned the te- top golf technology. So for people who've been to a driving range and they've also been to a top golf, explain how you guys are able to bring top golf technology specifically to the range, kind of modernize the golf experience for people practicing. Yes. So like I said earlier, we we want to go play golf. And it's very hard to find a place around Dripping to go play golf. It's a, it's a low, empty Google search when you put in yes. Dripping Springs Golf. Absolutely. <laughs> but you guys do come up first now. Well, and also on top of that, we, we love that it's called a country club, but it's also the antithesis of a country club. Right? I appreciate it. So, I mean, that, that's kind of the way it works. Shout out Country Club Jason, our yeah, friends yeah, in the exactly, podcast industry. Exactly. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the main difference here is if you go to a Top Golf, um, you're going to have a ball that's chipped, right? That's how they track them. Mm, here, yeah. Okay. There are 10 individual bays here with two big cameras on the side, and it tracks every ball going out. So, I wish I knew who made that technology because that's pretty impressive to me, but just two cameras track each bay and ball speed trajectory, and you can chip, put, you name it. It's yeah. So, and everything is tracked through the app. So if you want to come out and practice every day, every shot that you hit is tracked on the app. Hmm. So you can totally do practice. You can do fun. You can do, I mean, there's kids games. There's like, there's, there's something for everyone on the screens out there. Right. So that, that's kind of the beauty of having the top tracer out here. No, I, I love seeing that, and it adds a whole new element to the the idea of practicing. Because for some people, that can be very laborious and um, a little bit tenuous at times. But adding the fun gamified experience at Top Golf, but also keeps your stats is great. And the other thing that I really love about this facility, which we need to get to, is just creating the actual vibe of the golf experience. That's changed a lot. And decades ago, it used to be all button-up polos and country clubs. But as you guys know, this is the antithesis of the country club. Describe the idea to bring the merch and the beer and the fun, the vibes to this experience as well. So when I say that Caroline is the brains of the operation, so she brought in the food, the kitchen, the beer, okay, and good. all the all the clothing. Thank you, Caroline. Those, yes, yeah. and and those items. So <laughs> um, that that part just comes with it. Like when people come in and they see us wearing our Sunday swagger around town. I mean, if I'm at a basketball game or a volleyball game for my children, I'm. I'm repping DSCC. I'm repping Sunday Swagger every time, you know, I'm out in public. So well, people like to come in and get it. Well, and in general, I am I am referred to as sleeveless Steve, right? Mm, so I generally okay. do not like to wear sleeves on wow, shirts. Okay. So this is a proper place for me to come. Play. How many days out of seven are you sleeveless on any given week? Every single day. Wow. Seven out of seven, really? Seven that, out of seven. That is no joke. Yeah, so this is a perfect place for me to come and do that. And we've always got music going. It's just generally a good time. And just like you said, vibes are always up here. We, we try to keep it that way. And, um, I mean, it's just we, we enjoy it and we wanted to make it something that everyone could enjoy with us, I guess. 
Yeah. And uh, beyond the golf, just, you know, bringing people here in the years to come, tell me a little bit about just other thoughts and things that are ruminating through your brain for what this place can look like. In yeah. The so, I, well. I mean, you know, Caroline and I always are trying to think of new things that we could make this into in general. So, I mean, we love it in its current capacity and we're doing everything that we can to keep it the way it is. But I mean, there's definitely thoughts of possibly like a little par three course on one side, you know, and definitely more practice areas like that. And, you know, those type things. And, you know, maybe a little place to grab some food, but, you know, like a more of a restaurant type place. And and just those are all just thoughts in our head and they're just ruminating at this point. But you never know what, you know, what could happen. Definitely. And and for me, it's competition. I want to have tournaments here. I want people to come out because you can have a, a Pebble Beach golf tournament on all 10 bays and you can be competing globally or just in the U.S. or just in Dripping Springs. And that, to me, is super fun. Okay, well, we got the tour coming to Pebble Beach in like late January. So that could be a little tournament idea for you guys in the works. It'd be a great idea, yeah. Months, yeah. Yeah, at the same exact time. There you go. Love yeah. it. Awesome. So I, I got to tell the story about how I originally found you guys. I find my guests in the world of golf from the strangest, weirdest places, but this one definitely takes the cake. Uh, my dad, who joined us today for the visit, was enjoying his dinner, watching The Wheel of Fortune, and spots you two on a screen playing America's game, and then told me about you guys operating a golf facility in Dripping Spring, Texas, so I knew I had to make my way out here. I have to hear what the process was like for the two of you to get on Wheel of Fortune. So the, the process itself was is that Caroline has been applying for me for the last, I think, 14 years. Wow. To get on Wheel oh, of Fortune. Oh, okay. So this so, is a long time so in the making. So this is a long process that's been going on, right? So, but finally got... She just randomly got an email after one of these applications and was like, Stephen is going to get an interview to possibly be on Wheel of Fortune. Step two. Okay. Step two. Yes. So I go on an, a Zoom call for an initial interview for this, correct? So we, we do our Wheel of Fortune thing. and I, and uh, But in that process, I was like, well, I, I actually love that I'm going this far, but is there any way that like I could get my brother involved with this too? Because we both love Wheel of Fortune. We would love to be on family week. And they were like, well, tell him to apply. That would be a first thing, right? Like he hasn't done that yet. Yep. So he applied okay. and then he gets his interview. And then after that, we got to interview together finally. And then it was crickets essentially. And we were like, oh crap, we didn't, you know, yep. we didn't do well enough. We didn't get on. But then we just randomly, we were at, I think one of Doug's daughter's volleyball games. And I just randomly got an email and said, hey, you have 24 hours to, to lock it in. And we said, that process, we're in. That process was from May to September. May to September. So about four or five months the there. Wow. Okay. And, you know, you're trying to be as bubbly and joyful and jubilant as you can possibly. What, you don't exude bubbliness every single day <laughs> so, of the week? So that? while we were there, every 30 minutes, the executive producer would come up to me and say, Doug, we need you to bring the energy. We need you to bring we need the you energy. To amp it up a little bit. And yeah. I'm like, dude, this is, I'm not a loud person. This is like, this is excited <laughs> as I get. And that's when you saw on the show, they go, oh, Steven, I guess he's the excitable brother. Yeah. But I don't think I'm a, I'm a drag, dude. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It was, yeah, I mean, he was, he's also, when we are playing Wheel of Fortune, even when we're playing at the house against right, yeah. each other, he is very into the puzzles. I mean, it's it's no BS at that point, right? You're game first. So, yeah, personality yeah, I mean, side. Game, game okay. face on, right? So, I mean, that's what he's doing at that time. So, I mean, that's kind of the way he was on the show. Okay, so four or five month process to actually get on the show. Now, I'm very curious. Everyone wonders, like, how, how long or short is the actual taping process? I've heard 
that it, it, it can be quite the wait to get on there. What was that process like just waiting to actually play the game itself once you arrived there? So generally just a very long day, right? Because first of all, Doug and I are very much like rule followers. And if it says to be there at five, we're going to be there at 420, yep. you know, those type things. So we were there very early. We went to the Shell station across the street, grabbed a cup of coffee and just kind of, you know, we're taking it all in, looking at Sony Studios across the street. And we're like, oh, man, we're here. Right. So and that was at 515 in the morning. And and then you just go through the entire process and it almost takes the entire day. Mm. So we did not leave Sony Studios till 4 p.m. that evening. Wow. OK, so that really was a full day. It was a full day. Just waiting, waiting, rehearsing. I mean, just doing the things that go along with the process. But yes, it was it was a day. And um, I mean, generally, Doug and I, like, if we if we have something like that going on, maybe you maybe you like have beer, calm your nerves, or something like that, right? And I mean, this situation was a tad bit different because you're just you're locked inside of they a studio. They got you on ice. They got all you day. locked inside of a studio, and <laughs> I mean, all, you're just marinating with your thoughts all day. So yeah, it's a it's a process. I'm curious. Um, any practice spinning the wheel at all? Yes. In the mock games. Yes. Okay. Did you did, like working on a chip or a pitch shot on the range and kind of honing that in? How did how did the wedge feel kind of going into the game itself? It was, it was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Heavier club. Yep. Yes, and um, I think it weighs twenty five hundred pounds. They told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. something. Yeah, yeah. But the, the bad part about that was, I was supposed to be the spinner, and Stephen was supposed to be the letter picker. And Stephen told me two seconds before we start, "I want, I want to spin. I want you to pick letters." I said, wow. uh, "Appreciate it, bro." Just changed up all the rehearsal of all day. <laughs> right on the first right, tee. Right on the first tee. <laughs> no breakfast ball. No nothing. Just uh, threw it out there. So that's the way it went. That's awesome. I'm curious. Everyone wants to know um, what Pat and Vanda White are like behind the scenes. What was the experience just talking about? I mean, I think all I can say is the whole experience was awesome. I mean, we we enjoyed it all. Vanna, for certain, was extremely bubbly and came in and met all of us. And it was just a, it was really neat to see them in person. Doug and I have been watching Wheel of Fortune since we were born, I, I guess. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it was just really cool to meet them and just have the experience and I guess just be there and see them in real life. Right? They were ultra professional, but I know why Pat gets paid his money. He's just savvy, witty. He can talk to any human being alive. Like none of that is rehearsed. That that man can can talk and say something funny to anybody, and that was very cool. That is a gift, indeed. And uh, one piece of advice from each of you for if, that you would give to someone who's going on the show, real quick. Um, I think, oh, man, that's a really good question. I would think. Rehearsal-wise, definitely have down what you're saying, what you're going to say before you go in that The little intro paragraph. Yes, yes, the little intro. Definitely have that in your mind and rehearse before you actually go in and just try to wing it. Okay. What's your piece of advice, Doc? Mine is is just to have fun. Don't think about it too much. It is a game. And no matter all the paperwork and legal and all that stuff, just have an amazing time because it's it's so worth it. And it it went by so fast. For us, like actually playing the show, um, playing the game was like, I mean, it's hard to even remember. Yep. I mean, I'm so glad we have it on 
on tape. <laughs> to remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Stephen and Doug again here. We're live at Dripping Springs Country Club. Check them out on Instagram, Dripping Springs CC. Um, real quick shot questions here. I'm very curious. I'm sure you've seen shots or maybe hit some on your own out here at the facility. What's maybe the greatest shot you've seen or witnessed here at the Country Club? The three years you guys had the property. The way you put here is you hit a 50-yard wedge shot right at the gopher. And um, I come and play Stephen and two of our other close friends. And um, normally that wins the 18 holes. So I've done that a couple of times. Stephen's done it a couple of times. You hit that 50 yard spot. Go That's, for 50. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think uh, I would say mine was like the first time that we got it, we got the top tracer screens up. I was absolutely dominating my friend group in general in long drive. So, That's I mean, it was just, win, it, yeah. was, it was great, phenomenal, and I just loved it. Yeah, I mean, any time that you can do that and they can't get within, you know, 20, 30 yards of you, it's just a special time. <laughs> yeah, and you're talking to Mr. 215-yard butter cut here, yeah. T, so yeah, you'd so, be absolutely no, was, crushing me, just no, like everyone else. What's yours? <laughs> no, I think here it's uh, like 375. That's far enough, for sure. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, go-to uh, order here? What's the snack or drink that you have to have once you finish your practice session, the 19th hole here? So I would always say a Coors Light and a chicken sandwich is, is a top end right here for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely for us. Can't go wrong with that. What would, yeah. you, what would you pick? Same thing? Pizza and Keystone Light. Okay, pizza and beer, Coors Light, chicken sandwich. Love it. Steven, Doug, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Looking forward to showing everyone the facility and the video we put out. And uh, hit them straight out there. Too. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Appreciate it. Course of Life podcast is brought to you by Zencaster. We've been using Zencaster here since almost the very beginning as how Alex and I record this podcast from hundreds of miles away. And it provides us with great quality audio that works every time. And it's something that makes Course of Life what it is and has kept us being able to make consistent episodes every week. And now it's super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. You log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. You feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And have you ever wondered what you actually sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. Head on over to Zencaster.com pricing and use our promo code COURSEOFLIFE to get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. Again, that's Zencaster.com slash pricing and our promo code course of life. Zencaster, it's time to share your story. We're back. Great chat there with Steven and Doug waiting for hours to play. I, I know from the little bit of time I did in live TV sports, That's it right. is very much a hurry up and wait mentality. But 
for talent like this to be brought in and have to hurry up and wait. That's just that's brutal. Oh, man. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like icing the field goal kicker for the game winner, but for like eight yeah. hours, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, after that, you got to perform. It was really cool them walking through the the show process and hearing the background. I love finding them on the Wheel of Fortune of all places. And yeah, Dripping Springs Country Club. Fun, fun visit. Hey, how, how do you think you would be at Wheel of Fortune, by the way? I, I always claim that if I could pick one game show to be on, that would be it. I, I love and pride myself on being a great solver. Do you, do you think you'd be a good good wheel partner for me or no? No, I'd be horrible. Okay, good. I play Wordle and and I'm usually on the fifth, you know, it's it's my last last I get the word <laughs> at the very end there. So you know. Nice. Well regardless, cool to hear about Steve and Doug's story on the wheel. And I'm gonna have a fun video coming from my visit there. You saw some clips I've already posted where I was walking through abandoned school buses and just kind of like reliving my childhood memories. Um, mm. there's gonna be a lot more where that came from. Uh, so again, fun visit to uh, to Dripping Springs to meet Stephen and Doug. And if you like that conversation with Stephen and Doug, plus everything else we do here on this podcast, make sure you punch that subscribe button. Leave us a rating, a thumbs up, five stars. It is the holiday season. It is uh, time to give five stars One or gift. more. That's all That's we ask. All, all we ask is for you to be generous right now during this time of year, during our weekly rating fun drive channeling my NPR for a moment. Only you can help us. You're our most important asset. Love that. Uh, let's talk basketball. It's uh, that time of year, basketball on Christmas. If you remember, Alex, on Life Take a few weeks ago, people said they looked like they were going to say Thanksgiving was the best holiday to watch sports, but then they changed their mind and said, no, Christmas is, and it's because of all the basketball. Definitely. Five. Five NBA games. Starts Crazy. at noon, goes past midnight. Basketball fans dream. Great side conversation piece on mute while you're enjoying time with the family. That's the way I like to look at it. We'll lock in for for Celtics Lakers though. Hot red hot Celtics team uh, heading out to the Lakers to play LeBron. Oh, I'm sorry. In season tournament champion LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, I need to add that to their title from now on. Uh, so we'll see if they're the real deal. That'll be my headliner for Christmas Day. But uh, NFL games on Christmas Day too. So just a very busy sports weekend overall for everybody. There's college football, of course. We're in the heart of bull season. It started with uh, my wife's Georgia Southern Eagles this uh, past weekend, uh, and uh, man, they they did they forgot how to fly. <laughs> yeah, they got annihilated in the, yeah. in the first bowl game of the Bulls season. But we've already got a six or seven down. Um, watching one as we record, they're on at all hours of the day and night. Coming up this week and weekend, great slate on Saturday, ending with the Hawaii Bowl Saturday night. Yes. You know, I always love talking about the Hawaii Bowl. Unfortunately, PSA, it's moved. It used to be Christmas Eve night, Ugh. but it's moved back to Festivus night. At 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for as long as I can just to catch the first half of that one. The worst. Yeah. The worst time ever. Festivus is for airing of grievances and feats of strength, not for the Hawaii Bowl. We'll get get to more of that next week. That's a good tease. Uh, Let's talk the NFL, Uh, you know, and and it's important to talk about the NFL, uh, mostly because the playoff picture is just becoming more and more crazy. The Jacksonville Jaguars, what, went from like – top seed to now they may not even make the playoffs in the span of two weeks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy it's out just, there. It's I crazy did the out whole, there. Yeah. I did the whole path math article on splash sports um, as well, describing all the teams in the hunt. 
and how their path was to get in the playoffs. It's a, it's a little wacky, especially in the NFC as well. There's just a smorgasbord of mediocrity in the NFL, as I would like to call it. Uh, and I'm I'm not even part of that mediocrity as a Patriots fan, unfortunately, with, <laughs> with, the, with the Patriots losing to the Chiefs and Taylor Swift, Mike. Yeah. I mean, not only did I cheer for Taylor Swift on Friday, she then beat me on Sunday again and, and, and took my Patriots' uh, hearts uh, with another loss, 3-11. and The disaster season continues. And then the best part of it all, Mike, is I'm going to continuously ruin everyone's Christmas Eve. The Patriots are playing the Christmas Eve night primetime standalone game, and it's going to be an absolute embarrassment for all of us. Can, can we flex that game out, too? I mean, we already we tried. flexed them out on Monday night. We, tr- can we desperately we tried, and we can't. It's already locked in. Yeah, we yeah. tried. We can't. There's no avoiding it. So I'm going to end my Christmas Eve with misery, courtesy of the Mile High State. I mean, at least you didn't have a brief moment of thinking that your team was going to run the table and get a chance to make it into the playoffs and then just get demolished against the Saints. Yeah, what a strange story arc <laughs> for the Giants. You know, Daniel Jones immediately out after all the money you gave him. Tyrod Taylor out. And Tommy Chicken Cutlets rises to fame. I, and I actually did a little comparison, Mike. This to- Tommy DeVito thing, it's got a little shade of Lynn sanity. Remember when Jeremy Lynn came on the scene for the New York oh, Knicks man. and went nuts for like a month or two and like I, could, you know, couldn't miss I, a shot? It kind of feels like that right now with Tommy DeVito. I, I heard, I heard a, a comparison of Tommy DeVito to, wait for it, Tom Brady. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. My stomach just turned over. Golly. You know what I will say though is that uh, you know, it's hard to be a good quarterback when you get sacked what like seven times or something. When the offensive line literally doesn't exist, it's hard to be a quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, it is tough loss for for Tommy, but we're good news. We're all going to get Tommy chicken cutlets on Christmas Day in the afternoon. Oh they're, they're playing You're the welcome. Christmas Day matinee for the whole country to see. Merry Christmas, America. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, let's hashtag always end with food. Yep. Our food segment and our 19th whole segment to end every course of life podcast, talking all things food in our life. And obviously it's the holiday meal upcoming. So yep. I'm getting back, you know, I'm getting back to Boston for Italian and seafood, but the Christmas Eve night buffet spread is the one that you're yeah. going to see on Instagram. Okay. This is a holiday party that could have anywhere from, I don't know, 20 to 50 or 60 people at my house. Oh God. Oh, so my this goodness. is, baked stuffed shrimp. It's some sort of red meat entree, but then it's also my stepfather's Italian side. And then they always yeah. overserve everybody. So we, we've got it. We're going to have a, a, a zillion cutlets, just like the DeVito family, chicken parm, fried ravioli, all sorts of different pasta, garlic bread for days. Um, it's going to be a, a carb stuffing frenzy for, for the Christmas Eve buffet at home. So does that mean that you all wake up Christmas morning at like 10 or 11, just like in a, in a carb <laughs> stupor? Also, no vampires, obviously, are, need to worry about coming to any anybody in the Lausanne family. For, no, for not at all. Two. You're right about that. Garlic <laughs> galore. And yeah, it, it might be actually one of the mornings where I actually sleep in the longest, which is funny because when I was a kid, I would be up at the ass yeah. crack of dawn at like 5, Four 6 a.m. knowing yeah. what was downstairs. I couldn't even get to 7 a.m. I mean, now Christmas morning. Yeah, it could be one of my best sleeping mornings of the entire year. You're right about that. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I take the Jewish approach Christmas Eve yep. and yep. that is mm-hmm. Chinese food. I love it. I appreciate that. And then Christmas uh, night is standing rib roast because why? if you're going to spend the money on steak, you got to get a standing rib roast. I love that. Nice, eloquent sign of the holidays, the standing rib roast. It's just a sign of the season, you know? It is. Garnished with the rosemary and everything. It's uh, chef's kiss indeed. That's always end with food and a wrap on another great Course of Life podcast. 
Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, we'll be back next week with our Festivus. A little a little early, actually. Yeah, we're going to drop Festivus. it early, actually. we're gonna In honor of Festivus, we're going to drop a, a twofer this week. So later this week, we're going to drop a Festivus and a year-ender, recapping all that was good and great in 2023, while also airing our grievances. Tune into that on the next Course of Life podcast. Until then, we'll see you next week. <laughs>